0: It's rare, but sometimes a film concept can make the jump from the silver to the small screen and bring you that same cinematic flair on a week-to-week basis. But more often than not, TV counterparts just can't recapture a movie's magic. We're looking at you, Serpico. Who? Welcome to Filmhouse. <laughs> Welcome to Filmhouse. I'm your host this week, Elise Willems. I'm joined by Adam Kovic. Hello. James Willems. Hello. Ryan Haley. Hey, film fans. This week's Filmhouse is brought to you by Quip. If you go to getquip.com slash film right now, you'll get your first refill for free. Mm. Um, we have a fun little general topic mm-hmm. this week. And uh, we've all been there where we've loved a movie. And then we see that trailer on TV where it says, you know, uh, my big fat Greek life mm-hmm. is coming to TV. It's yeah, going to be yeah. every yeah. week.
1: Parenthood's going to be on yeah. on Thursdays?
0: <laughs> every yeah. Thursday night. N- no dates, no hanging out with friends. What mm-hmm. happened after um, Watchmen,
2: I wondered? <laughs>
0: <laughs> everyone does. Uh, so yeah, we're kind of talking about those movies which they they make for a great feature story and then someone goes, okay, we should adapt them. Like, mm-hmm. let's, let's milk the fuck out of this. And then they make a... TV show that just kind of misses the mark.
2: Mm. Uh, a little bit of trivia for you guys. You know, it was the very first uh, movie to go from
3: film
1: to television show. The
2: uh, um, From the
3: Earth to the Moon TV series. Uh,
1: Man uh, Uses Sprinkler mm-hmm. um, by Thomas Edison. Was it
0: Casablanca?
3: It was that, the TV show about that, that train coming yes, train the camera. Yes, train comes to
2: camera. <laughs> <laughs> this Every this week. TV yeah. show. Uh no, I don't know. Is it oh, I
0: was yeah. asking you guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have no clue. It might I said be. trivia question for you. Oh, I need to know uh, that. Okay. <laughs> well we are also we're also coming up with our theories as to why some movies work as TV shows and mm-hmm. why some don't. Mm-hmm. Um and so I kinda wanted to like just kinda take a look back at first and look at some of the ones that just did not make the mark. Yeah. Sure. Um
2: What what would you say did work, Elise? Or didn't?
0: Oh off, I was going to start with what didn't. <laughs> no, that's as, I, as I just uh, yeah, posited, but, but at least, but... But at least <laughs> What point, have you completely okay. changed yeah. all yeah. of your okay, plans? Okay, no, right. Hold on. I'll I'll no, I'll I'll no, go back go back. Another, yeah. another question for you. What about
2: <laughs> shows that became
3: movies? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'd rather review The Joker. What we'll <laughs> just to today? The
1: movie's coming
0: out? I just heard
3: about Twin Peaks. <laughs> Explain it. and Hutch.
0: Thank you, Adam. Um, well, I'm also curious how many of these you guys have, have are familiar with because some no. of them I did not know existed, like this Ferris Bueller TV show. Yeah,
3: yeah. I knew it existed. Um, I've never seen it though. Yeah. Well, you want to? I it can tell you. Let's just get right into the potatoes. Why did this fail? Well, it's because there was already another show that was a ripoff of Ferris Bueller. If it were a television show, called Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Never, uh, I've, I've never, never heard, heard of that. Never heard of that in my life. What? <laughs> yes. Hmm. Parker Lewis Can't Lose was a show. I don't know when it came out in relation to the Ferris Bueller show, but it was basically basically someone was like, "What if we made Ferris Bueller as a television show?" Mm-hmm. And so they made Parker Lewis Can't Lose, and he's this cool guy who. Like, I was always getting out of trouble right. and stuff like that, and he had his wacky friends. And this
0: predates the... I don't know period. where I... the
3: timing is. All I'm saying is that there was room enough for both to exist. <laughs> <laughs> and so if that's the case, it's probably a bad idea. Is okay, this case. what
1: Van Wilder's based oh. on, too?
3: Yes, it, and then it's considering the topic... Is a uh, movie or television shows that become movies mm. this became Van Wilder. <laughs> <laughs> this looks very Canadian.
2: It does. I, I can say that. Yeah. Whoa, yep, oh. it's Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the concept though for the uh, the Ferris Bueller's day off show, is it he every day he has a day off? or is it just day in the life of Ferris Bueller? in which all I, we know about him is from the movie is when he takes a day off. I
3: feel <laughs> like it's probably not, he doesn't. He probably doesn't take a day off every single time.
2: Well, it's yeah, just, called just called Ferris yeah. Wheeler. He okay. the day so off. So it's just
3: about his life.
2: Gotcha. Because yeah. there, there was a meeting where they're like, how can he take a day off every day? He's just unemployed. <laughs> well, it
0: also has this weird moment where it draws attention to the fact that there's a movie, and he takes out a cardboard cutout of of Matthew Broderick, and then he buzzes, like he chainsaws it.
1: Oh. He, he saws oh. it in half. Out with the old.
0: What is he new? saying? Yeah.
1: Like, what, what? What is his meta commentary here? Yeah. It's the sound of the
2: chainsaw.
3: That's too tootsie goodbye. I mean, here's too, the thing: the okay. show, the, the movie Ferris Bueller is pretty meta, so this doesn't seem too far fetched that the meta aspect of the show would acknowledge the movie. Yeah, because mm-hmm.
0: Ferris breaks the fourth wall. Yeah,
3: okay. he breaks the fourth wall. Good and so call. he's doing it here. Gotcha.
0: Jennifer Aniston plays his sister. Jennifer Whoa! Aniston, oh. you said yes yeah. to
3: everything before she was famous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so
0: there's talent behind this show. She, so I can get my nipples
3: through there. Why, before or after Leprechaun?
0: Why did this TV show <laughs> fail? <laughs> why? Yeah, why? Um, I mean, if, I guess if
2: at this time, if you're making a show and it, it's been, it's not like weird science enough where it's been Fifteen years since the movie came out, and you're now making a show out of it, or like a Fargo, where it's so so long now that you could kind of do whatever. When you think of Ferris Bueller, you think of Matthew Broderick. Yes. And then when you call attention to him and go, he's not in the show. You got to
0: deal with me. You go, yeah. I'm out. You got Charlie Slatter. <laughs> Have Who? you seen this
3: show? Have you seen? Has no, I didn't know it this? existed I, until four I mean, minutes ago. I would okay. I would bet that the reason something like this failed is because the movie Ferris Bueller, while good. Is completely one hundred percent carried by the charisma of Matthew Broderick wow. and the filmmaker. I think it's right? like a pedophile. Well, John
0: Hughes. It's John, exactly. Hughes. John yeah. Hughes. John Hughes. Is is yeah, but I'm just saying, like, it, it's just
3: it's his it's his vision and his like the world he's crafted. Mm-hmm. This already feels when you take it down, and we this is we're not dealing in the era of television that we're in now, where television costs way more than it did in. Uh, the 80s in the 80s and early 90s or whatever
2: it's becoming almost like film budget level things yeah. like Game of Thrones and so as soon you. as
3: you remove that that vision and charisma from the movie then you're left with what just an obnoxious guy in high school yeah, and if that's kid. what you want to watch you're going to watch Parker Lewis can't lose
1: <laughs> <laughs> I um without having seen it um, uh, uh, I, I would just say kind of the, probably the problem with a lot of these on the list is, is the just problem of a little goes a long way, you know, and it's hard to stretch something cool, like, a, you know, this cool concept of this, oh, this guy that can just get away with anything, into 20 hours of TV, it's like, all right, I've seen this. I got it in an hour and a half of this cool yes. John Hughes movie. I don't need to see it every week. Yeah, The, uh,
0: the short lived Uncle Buck TV show? I'm sorry. I don't need Uncle Buck every week. <laughs> exactly. This, I think, falls in the same camp that you're describing. Oh, pardon me. I, uh,
1: Is Uncle
2: Buck the one? No, I'm thinking of the. What's the other Woods movie with John Candy? Oh, uh, yeah. The, the the one where he eats old. Uh, Dan Aykroyd. Uh, outdoors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always think yeah. of that one where he eats the fat. It kind of looks like John Candy. So it's
0: Charles Meany, okay. who of course. you might be familiar with. I'm not.
2: Explain no i seen him around. What's Jennifer Aniston doing in this?
0: That's not her. Okay. I, but every well, woman <sighs> around this time did look
3: like Jennifer Aniston. There, there are certain things that you see and like, and you're like, man, there's must be so much more beneath the surface. Could you imagine? Fifth Element. Mm-hmm. There's a Fifth Element TV show. Oh, I love mm-hmm. not No, I'm saying if there was. <laughs> if there was, you might be like, oh, Okay. No. this is, makes sense because when you watch fifth element you're like this is great and can you imagine how much more of oh. this world there is to explore yeah you're into the universe you're going you, to see guys, more guys i got of his
0: it. name wrong it's kevin meanie
3: okay no sorry that's
0: why you didn't recognize oh, oh no. No one kevin meanie um, me, mm-hmm. so, but, but when
3: you watch ferris bueller you're like oh you've given me a cross-section of every element right. of life you've shown me everything i need to see mm-hmm. about this world and then you combine that with other John Hughes movies, and you're like, okay, well, I, I have a full. I understand. Mm. This was a great movie. It. This is okay. a great. This is a great cross section. I don't need it anymore. It's so. a good standalone.
2: Okay, yeah. Opposite Land. You're in the writers' meeting. Uh-huh. You're one of the writers now, tasked with making Ferris Bueller a watchable show. Yeah. Right. What does he do in his first episode to make Ferris Bueller's Day interesting?
3: He cuts uh, a standee of Matthew Broderick in half. If you're He's hired, gonna but you're off. not going to have a job in two <laughs> oh, weeks. Oh no.
1: I mean, I would, I would uh, reinvent the Ferris Bueller wheel, you know, and kind of oh. just have the the guy that talks to the camera, the smart Alec kid talking to the camera, be like the only thing that crosses over, and then kind of just and
0: they did that with Save with a Bell. Oh, Zach Morris talks to the mm. camera, and he's and kind he's of a, a smart psychopath. Alec, and he's yeah. yeah, he is kind of a sociopath. Yeah, but, yeah, but it's yeah okay, on.
1: but but that's more about the ensemble, you
0: know, mm-hmm. of the whole. Also, one how person. much
2: uh, we can get off Ferris Bueller any minute, uh, which is fine. But <laughs> <Yeah>. how much <laughs> brand <laughs> power is with Ferris Bueller's Day Off? I think Save Ferris probably got the most out of it. <laughs> uh, I think it
3: was, I mean, that movie was a huge hit. Yeah. Ferris Bueller. But there's a reason why most been, of those John Hughes movies don't have sequels. Like, Home Alone is the only one that I can think of,
1: right? I don't think there is a reason that most of the, I mean, I think that if all those movies were made today, they would all have sequels, but it's well, like... Well, yeah, but I'm saying... They probably will have... Like, but I, I'm like, do we think
3: Breakfast Club 2 would be able to in any way... What would it be? What would it, Like, the whole yeah, movie the is... Uh, the, well, you know, whole, the, whole, right. the whole movie is all these people come together for one day and then leave changed. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole you, concept I, of it is based on how much can change in a day. I can right. already tell. Right? I agree exactly. the John Hughes to, thing that he yeah. does is how much can change in a day? But what if yeah. they do it
0: every week? I think <laughs> yeah. you could make a Breakfast Club anthology show where every season it's a new group of kids. That mm-hmm. So, like, your season will only take place over the span of maybe, like, you know, the three weeks that they have detention or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And then you would move on to another set of kids, oh, the new yeah. Breakfast it's Club. It's like Party yeah.
3: Down for Detention. The, the only problem is that oh, the the, 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 that. The, the best thing about <laughs> Breakfast Club <laughs> is that the kids aren't even kids. They're just...
0: They're
3: 27, I know. No, no, no. Let me finish. They're they're literally just archetypes drawn into characters. Uh So it's the popular girl, the nerd, the sport... No, I'm saying that's what's great about it. So even if you brought in other kids, what is it, just another jock? Yeah. Like, you've already painted all – you've mm. you've shown everything that high school – by seeing only these handful of kids, you know everything about the whole high school.
2: What about, like, an emo, gothy-type girl with dandruff?
0: I guess what I'm saying <laughs> is I think Starsky and Hutch could be a movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, another show that was, like, egregiously bad mm-hmm. is the My Big Fat Greek Life. It it you watch gl- this one? I didn't, but, I, I mean – well they it, didn't have Aiden. We're going off the stigma, I guess. Right? Like <laughs> well that. I
2: know the the main dude, is it Josh Grobin or whatever? Who's Josh, Josh Grobin. Who's the piano guy? Who Aiden? Is it, a singer? is it Aiden? It's not Aiden Quinn.
3: No, Aiden from uh, Sex and the this City. This guy
0: plays her oh. husband. This guy right here. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. the
2: original guy Colin didn't first, come back. He didn't come back. <laughs> well, no, that's Colin Forrest. I Farf. think all the, fam- <laughs> all
0: the family came back. <laughs> well, yeah. Just well, not the main actor. Well,
2: John, Joey Fatone didn't come back. Well,
0: John Corbett is the same, I think. <gasps> yes. Yeah, that's the, the one. husband. But yes. I mean, you're also taking these these single cam films and doing them as a three camera sitcom with a laugh mm-hmm. track. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Which just feels horribly like tonally wrong. Now,
2: put yourself in that little Greek woman's shoes <laughs> and go. I just. I made this indie movie. It was a huge hit. It it surprised everyone. Mm-hmm. And the TV network goes, "The show's going to suck balls. Do you <laughs> want money?
3: <laughs> Do you say no? The the you I, take the money. I I so, take it. I sometimes think. the irony of these situations, though, is that the premise for that sitcom isn't really any worse than the premise for any other sitcom. That movie like, was made for a sitcom, I feel like. You know, like, oh,
1: my big Greek family. You yeah. know, like, mm-hmm. huh? but I can hear it. A in lot of my head, jokes the are, corny. Like Maybe that's right.
3: why it failed, because they, they made a sitcom as a movie already. You can't revert back. Yeah. Like, like yeah. Once, you've, once you've made it bigger than that, when you make it smaller again, you realize that it's just, it, you're back to being a small fish. It's true. In a small yeah. pond. Did, did Tom Hanks produce that sitcom? Oh, that's, like he did the oh, movie. Oh, he did the movie? That's I, right. Oh, I thought oh, that was just a random out. question. <laughs> yeah, he almost certainly put his name on yeah, it. Yeah. Also, yeah. Who He's not gonna pay for, Those typewriters aren't going to pay for themselves. <laughs> Let's
0: see, starring with a... Oh, yeah. mm. Rita Wilson's an EP on it. His well, wife. Okay. okay. Right. He's play like tone. it's Playtone. It's Playtone production. There okay. we go. Always right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he had no time. Said Rita, "You take care of this one,
2: and my brother's going to fuck you tonight."
0: I'm busy. Sometimes it's just lightning in a bottle, too. I also want to point out this this video here, War Games 16 Things You Don't Need to Do. <laughs> <like>, all <laughs> right, <laughs> right, thanks for letting me watch. <laughs> Time to um, skip. <laughs> uh, there's there's also drama that gets up. so like uh-huh. Serpico okay. I did not know Serpico had a yeah. TV show
2: What is what is Serpico for those who don't know at least because it is a bit of an I love movie. Serpico
0: You want to hit it's Al Pacino Serpico Al Pacino wanna...
1: in a Sidney Lumet production from the 70s He's a cop a good cop that goes mm-hmm. into the force and all the other cops are all shitty and corrupt and they're all trying to get him to be shitty and corrupt But he says no fuck you I'm gonna clean it up from the inside mm-hmm. and I'm gonna have a cool beard and I'm a, but then all my druggy hustler bad corrupt cops are going to be kick my ass and be pissed at me and try to kill me. Now, what's better? This our Carlito's way. <laughs> this is better. Okay. The, oh, I mean the movie is. I don't know about the TV show.
0: And let me guess, <laughs> Al Pacino said I love this idea. I'm in. <laughs> I no. think he
1: snorted a big fat line of coke and said, all right, where do I sign? I need money.
3: Oh, well, I think, right. e- well, I think everything. Yeah, they got David <laughs> Burney. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's another thing that you can look out for, especially in the drama world, but I guess it also applies to Ferris Bueller and stuff, mm-hmm. too, is when you have to downgrade. Like, the right. only way this could get made is if we downgraded some major elements of it. Yeah, so like Matthew, Broderick, Matthew Broderick didn't want to do the television show. So that tells you something. Al Pacino absolutely wasn't gonna do the television show. So we got Corbett. Dave Bernie, Dave yeah. James Corbett's way too big for this show and everyone's going, What? Yeah and so, you know, you get some of these things and you're like uh, the the interesting the flip side is when you see a movie that had some actors in it and then they have bigger names for the TV show. Oh yeah, show. like I'm I'm
0: yeah. pulling up which, Fargo right now.
3: Well, the bigger you have right, it on which, your list already, but that's probably the big the biggest mm-hmm. one yeah, that's coming up.
0: Fargo, which um, is, is on the list of the ones that worked great. Yeah, it's great. Oh yeah, uh, Love it. It show only, that shouldn't yeah. have
3: worked, but here we are.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly, and there's so much like just talent behind the camera and front of the camera too, um, and it's it's weird like. I guess also if you have a tried and true crew behind it, mm-hmm. pro- producing team behind it, actors are more likely to say like yes. I also think we're in a different era of television too mm-hmm. where someone can go I'm adapting Fargo and no one goes what? Like are you out of your mind? Yeah. Like people say oh, okay, there's potential there. Did
2: mm-hmm. everyone here watch Fargo? Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't I don't want to if I guess I'll spoiler territory here just cuz like if you haven't seen it go watch the show, but for those who have seen it, I do want to talk about the one part where I was the person where I watched it. And spoilers incoming, uh, where I was like, are they adapting the movie or the show? What's happening? It took the spirit of the movie, but then also it plays within the universe of the movie, but it does its own thing. Mm-hmm. So it, it doesn't. It, it's not. You don't have to have seen the Far- movie, but it
3: helps. Fargo. You Fargo the show. Me Fargo basically means crime in a place you wouldn't expect it. Snow. Right? Like crime from the most polite people like it's like
1: more importantly than that i think it's that but also they uh, and i feel like other movies have done this before where they're like we want to make a coen brothers-esque film or Mm -hmm. something and i always hate that i'm like like that to me that's so cringeworthy i'm like i don't know like why do you want to just make a style of other filmmakers Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. like and just ape them but so when i watched that that's kind of how i went into it. With, I was kind of very skeptical, but then as I'm watching, I'm like, all right, this is very smart and well put together. And like they are, it's on the level of the Coen brothers, I mm-hmm. think, you know, uh, well, or once, g- approaching it. When they
2: got to the Oliver Platt episode where he, it shows his childhood and it's the flashback of that. He, his father found the money mm-hmm. that Steve Buscemi's character left. Yeah, that was cool. I, that was that cool moment ago. That was just enough. Uh-huh. This isn't Marvel Cinematic Universe level where it's like, Tony, I'm putting a squad together. We'll talk about that later. It was just more of like, oh, okay, that realistically makes sense that this character was affected by this movie. But if you're just a wa- you're just a viewer, that doesn't really matter. Right. I, I don't yeah. know. There, and there was enough nods to the Coen Brothers and stuff that it worked really well. To
0: me, the most impressive part of the show, and it's not uh, connected to it being a movie or an adaptation of a movie, but what they did with the story, where in season one. They essentially tell you what season two is going to be about and how it plays mm-hmm. out. They like mm-hmm. tell you the backstory, yeah. but then you're still watching season two on the edge of your seat, thinking like, "Oh my gosh, this is incredible!" And a lot of big names in that show.
2: Yeah, yeah. The first season was uh, what's his name? Uh, from Christian
3: Dunst Hunsley. Well, Colin Biden. Hanks. H- well, and, uh, not Colin Hanks. Billy Bob Thornton.
2: I was Billy, Billy Bob as a villain is, I thought, was on the level of a Comb Brothers movie villain yeah. type. A a sugar if you will. like but He was his own character. He was this like true agent of chaos. And <laughs> I loved his character so much. The creator
0: behind it also did um, Legion, right?
2: Yes, which I enjoyed Legion very much, and he's supposed to be doing the Doctor Doom movie. Who knows how that's going to go? Why Doctor Doom gets his own yeah. film? I mean, they gave one to the Joker. Why yeah. not Doom Man? Yeah, um, Victor Von Doom
0: he's got a ride at this our uh, islands of adventure oh, uh, we one, went on it one uh show that we we haven't talked about yet mm-hmm. the crow stairway to heaven yeah I, mean, I didn't know Ta- existed
2: now because now we're in the the subject of things that work
0: No. <laughs> <That's an adaptation. laughs> this is a, a Canadian show I was familiar with it They're I was very Canadian. shocked that you weren't um
3: I'm shocked that you weren't. (laughs) Did you know there was a Crow TV show? No. (laughs) Well, that's what I'm saying, yeah, no one knew it was Canadian. Yeah, okay. It was withheld from us. Well, (laughs) when
2: you say it's Canadian, you're saying it was produced in Canada because it was cheap, but it aired on American television. No,
3: I don't, it said a Canadian show. But lots yeah. of stuff is made in Canada, mm-hmm. but it's it's made for cheap. But this is a, a an actual Canadian show.
2: Look, a Smallville uh, was made in Canada. A Canadian
3: goes, production company uh, got it and made it for Canadian television. Right, but that's still, why I don't think it existed. It still
2: had to air on Channel Thirteen on a Sunday at two p.m. I would have seen
3: a crow. I can tell you this. I would have seen <laughs> this right. if it was airing on any sort of regular channel in America. I'm Someone from Buffalo, I'm sure, is going to tweet and go, oh, I saw it. But Zach, that's because Buffalo is Canada. we got to
0: ask Zach if he's <laughs> familiar with it. But, like Zach would know it.
3: Because, I mean, listen, I love that they just kept churning out crow movies. <laughs> I thought it was great. Crow Crow, uh, City of Angels, Crow mm-hmm. Wicked Prayer, Crow... Stairway to Heaven. Stairway, Stairway to Heaven
0: would have been in there. And Which, then another crow movie. Uh, sadly, only 22 episodes aired. So you could treat it like a miniseries, I guess. Sure, you, yeah. God, imagine being a fly on the wall on that set. First
2: day of filming, like one guys, either. one of twenty-two done. We got more to go, and they're like, "That was miserable." I mean, I, I <laughs> think Mark DeCasas is in it.
0: This <laughs> might be a situation of, of I mean, aside from it being Canadian, someone saying, "Who is this for?"
2: <laughs> at this <laughs> point, at
0: this point in time, crow well, fans. Yeah, you we know? got the crow
2: fan base who enjoys the comic book, and they go, "There's a comic book." But
0: then you have you know Fargo getting made twenty years later, so that completely negates my point. Well, but I was saying,
3: mm. in defense of the crow There was a, a television show that ran for a very very long time that in some ways has more prestige than the film that preceded it we're already talking about but the crow. i still don't know where it falls in the spectrum of, of better or worse than the original thing which is the highlander show oh, oh yeah. ah, yes. you're gonna go with
2: buffy <laughs> no
3: that could have gone anywhere no no
2: <laughs> oh man
3: i mean i would say buffy buffy the television show if even though i didn't watch it it's mm. better than the movie Right, I watched, oh, yeah. but I watched. But, before, I, I think it's I way like the movie. movie, but Duncan oh, MacLeod. Yeah. Yeah. he when you what is the name of the guy from Highlander? I only know Duncan MacLeod. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's been too long. So this show somehow managed to expand on the world of Highlander in thrilling and amazing ways, mm-hmm. while also being worse than the movie. So <laughs> you know everyone's favorite actor Lorenzo Lamas.
0: But it ran for. At least Is it four, four seasons. Loves? I think no. you're thinking
3: of Renegade.
2: I am thinking Renegade. They look the same. <laughs>
0: <laughs> At least four seasons. It,
2: yeah. It, it was a
0: pretty
3: big show. And they yeah. had Queen as the theme song. Whoa. So they, it had well, it's it the Flash had the Gordon. Thing, thing, The crow right? had
1: Led Zeppelin.
3: Is that Alec Baldwin? <laughs> I actually didn't know that Highlander was a movie until later on. Mm. This show this show would just always come on and I'd be like, Oh, Highlander's on again. <laughs> Man, it has a great theme song and then I found out later, Oh, it's based on a movie. The- where right. there's a bunch of immortals who only die if you get your head cut off. And I was like, well, then they're not immortal. Because this was one of those <laughs> shows
2: that aired on like a Sunday afternoon.
3: This is like USA's yeah. Yeah. UPN.
2: It, well, yeah, it was like this and Renegade back to back, and you're like, how oh yeah, it's Adrian oh, Paul. That's him. Right. He looks like the other one. How dare you. Well <laughs> they look the same. I don't know. I mean, like the concept of Highlander is great too, because it's anyone adapting it goes, Oh, it's guys with swords. They're they're all Highlanders and they're immortals. like. Well, the movie's called Highlander because he was Scottish, <laughs> and uh, Sean Carney goes, you're all the Highlander. And he I goes, that's, that's a weird accent. Where are you go, from? Spain. I think goes, no one cares.
0: <laughs> aside from probably like cheesy acting writing, and I think this, this has a, present, uh, a premise that has legs that you mm-hmm. can make it into a series TV yes. show. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. But it's
3: objectively worse. <laughs> so how is it good? Well, but also <laughs>
2: the Highlander movies only got bad. The further they went, the more they try to explain things like the quickening mm-hmm. and what a highlander
1: <laughs> is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, like a show like that is like very passively watchable, you know. Whereas it doesn't take much; you're just kind of like, oh, like turn yeah. on into the day. Like Ferris Bueller's Day Off is <laughs> kind of like sitting there trying to like, like it's kind of like this troll of a TV show mm-hmm. where you got to kind of be into the really into the very niche vibe that they're going for. Mm-hmm.
0: I watched two full seasons of the 2015 MTV Scream TV show, and mm-hmm.
1: started a third,
0: and it started a third, and.
2: How does it's, that show could go on?
0: Uh, well, they they come up with <laughs> a... a it's, it's not not at all really connected to the world of the scream movies. Okay, the writing's not awesome. The actors are trying to do what they what they can. Is Wes Craven back? He is not. He would have been dead by now. <laughs> He's uh, definitely dead. No way, really. Uh you what year did he die? A little not, while not too ago. Long, not too him long sure. ago. <laughs> I, I think I remember the day
2: it happened, and John Carpenter was like, "Really? Him first? <laughs> Damn." I'm gonna live for another 300 2015. Years. Oh, so, so he that was not would have like ago. maybe
0: just missed the premiere of it, <laughs> oh, or been there just I bet he's right for it. Yeah, man. dang it! Um, West, oh my god, kind
2: of saw greatness. But
0: this is a situation where like the scream movies have such a great meta aspect to them, and this show did not embody that spirit at all. And, and they didn't even use, like, the ghost mask for the first two seasons. It's, like, Wait, oh, really he, weird. Wait, he doesn't even
2: get,
3: like...
0: It's a different killer that has that's, a different mask. It's, like it's the not only thing we know to about the screen. Screen yeah. movies okay. in any way. It's I'm, just
3: there is a killer mm-hmm. who uses technology and awareness, yeah. right, to, to kind <sighs> of... So they it. ever find the killer?
0: They do, you know, at the end of the season. But then, of course, mm-hmm. it does the thing where it, like, builds onto it in the second mm-hmm. season where it's, like, maybe that wasn't the only
2: killer. And it was Skeet already? No. He oh. Okay. Um,
3: what about Teen Wolf? It was his like <laughs> nephews, oh. cousins, roommate. Yeah. A, wolf, uh, wolf.
0: a show that I think works in spades, and it's not really like a traditional show because it was on a streaming service, but Netflix's uh, Dark Crystal: Age of Resistance. Incredible. Mm-hmm. It does something where I, I think is so admirable, where it takes a mediocre movie and elevates it. Like it's so good mm-hmm. that it, it that it inf- better informs the film. Wait, well, you watch
3: Dark Crystal, and you're like. There's a story here. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I just watched, but mm-hmm. there's definitely a story here. Yeah, and so someone someone took that in a non-critical way and said, "I will figure out what the story <laughs> is here." And then so they they made this incredible epic thing that cost a hundred times uh-huh. <laughs> and it like it's a hundred times better in all things. And mm-hmm. again, this is what I was referring to when I was talking about having talent. They instead of just having some, you know. Teenage New York actor tricked off the street to come and voice the guy uh, and the Gelfling in the movie, whoever that is. Mm-hmm. They had <laughs> <laughs>
2: you're going to be this naked puppet.
3: Yeah, they <laughs> play had, the flute. Yeah, didn't play the flute. Uh, they all, every single actor, Taron Edgerton, like everyone is a Aquafina, um, Aquafina, yeah. Simon Pegg, Mark yeah. Hamill. Well, like, the fact that
2: Taron Edgerton was like this huge fan and mm-hmm. was fanboying out about this movie and like. I'm the sort of person, I'm like, I, if, if I had I'd never seen the movie until after I watched the show, because Jess, like I've talked about this before, she's like a Labyrinth fan. And she's like, I never watched, she's like, saw Dark Crystal once. It's weird. I didn't like it. So yeah. I'm like, well, I'm in, I'm in no rush to see it. Mm-hmm. But there was a group of people who are like, they saw the potential of what it was yeah. and saw what Jim Henson was going for, mm-hmm. but was obviously limited by time, budget, and the technology of what they were
1: able to do. Yeah. This Absolutely. really is just a cinematic achievement of, of, for the ages. Yeah. From the creator I, of The I Incredible Hulk, it, one of the greatest yeah. TV shows ever it's
2: made.
0: And it really Rath is amazing. I think yes. we can say that like one of the tenets of a great uh, adaptation is that it, it better expands the w- universe of the movie, mm-hmm. which this definitely does. It also is able to draw on the graphic novels for as a re, as a source yeah. so it has that in its favor so that's, Wait, what, graphic that's what like novels yeah that's what they adapt to. mostly right um i forget his name yeah there's a lot a lot the, of the material and of course like the backstory of of thraw mm-hmm. and everything is from mm-hmm. the graphic novels too thraw. um i forget his name
1: uh, but brian brian, no, brian froud
0: brian froud is the he's one of Artist. the artists mm-hmm. that came back for the the show yeah. his whole family is like working on the show now which is yeah. Pretty cool. He's like,
2: we're a dark crystal family now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we make dark crystals. My father
3: was a dark crystal, and his father before him was a dark I'm crystal. I'm tired theme.
0: of eating dark crystals, father. <laughs> you'll eat it, and you'll enjoy it. it. Mother is leaving you for <laughs> another dark crystal. Oh, Brian fraud. but there's someone There's someone else. I have to look and see. That's
2: okay. okay. That's okay. We're gonna, um, we're gonna be we're gonna be fine yeah, without we'll it. he's forever. like me, mention me mention oh they're no, really no, we're gonna keep doing dumb <laughs> british voices oh, sorry no.
0: sir that's a great one that works i loved the exorcist season one of the exorcist show
3: <laughs> okay oh yeah interesting yeah it was good it
0: was really good How it was
3: much good it, is it went weird towards the end but the show was yeah it was really good oh yeah
0: it has, uh, it has uh,
3: gina
2: biggest, davis bueller guy well, Cameron. cameron, cameron. yeah the actor has a name. It's the guy from it's
0: Spin Connor. City. No, <laughs> it's Connor
3: from Succession. Well,
0: it, it also takes the Exorcist story and it sets you up to think it's going to go one way and then it flips it. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
3: well, they bring in a pretty hot
2: priest, uh, which is awesome. He's he's easy he's, on the no, eyes. He's, he's hot. He's uh, he's one of the pilots, I think, from Rogue One. He's uh, in there briefly. Oh, no. Maybe it was Force Awakens. Regardless. He's he's like this priest, but he's got amazing cheekbones <laughs> and he's got a couple shirtless scenes. Not this loser. Like that. <laughs> Give me the hot oh, the European one. one. He's not yeah. hot enough
1: for me. Yeah. Or yeah.
2: Is it, I thought he was I don't know. I thought it was European playing an Irish, Irish one. I don't know. I Also got Gina Davis who's still one of the like she's still she's still rocking oh. it. Gina yeah. Davis I love her.
3: Gina Davis is almost as old now as the old woman who played her at the end of League of Their Own. Yeah, I think <laughs> right I think they owe her an apology because she looks fantastic. <laughs> well, if like you put them side by side,
0: I when I was a kid, always thought that was Gina Davis in makeup.
3: Yeah, I know. Oh yeah, everyone oh. did. It's, it's amazing this this is casting. The best casting. Yeah,
0: that uh, the the two best
2: moments of accidental casting are that in the film Once Upon a Time in Mexico, where there is a scene with uh, Willem Dafoe playing like a Mexican drug lord, uh-huh. and they're like. There will be a scene where we need a guy who looks just like you, because <laughs> we're gonna oh, do yeah. we're gonna do facial reconstruction on him and make <laughs> yeah. it look like you died. And then when they were making the movie, they went shit. We need someone who looks like Willem Dafoe, and <laughs> they found Mexican. this little they found, yeah, they found <laughs> this Mexican guy who looks like Willem Dafoe, and he's like he's like he's like I'm going to rip your face off. And he's like see, sí,
3: that's <laughs> amazing. B- I bet shopped around somewhere was an El Mariachi, uh, El Mariachi uh, TV series. 100%. Oh, absolutely! Based on the time that movie was big and popular. Yeah, and yeah. They carry call guitar it cases. Oh man, I'd probably watch that. I would
0: absolutely actually, watch yeah. that show. Let's get it going.
2: Oh man, you bring Johnny Depp in for mm-hmm. one
0: episode where he's the. Man, I forgot about this show. What are they doing more? There was a second season. There oh. was. We started it, I think. Did we? Yeah. Did I think so I would, I would probably recommend just watching this one as a mini series, though. Treat the first season as. Well, they didn't continue it, right? It's they just did. There was a second season. No, no, no. I mean, after second season, it's that I don't know. Wait, did you finish it? I didn't finish the second season. Oh, love it so much. (laughs) But I thought it was awesome because it takes some of your expectations about The Exorcist, what you know like from the movie and the sequels, and then it upgrades them. I think in a contemporary way, but then also like in a. You know, m- sometimes maybe less cheesy way, and like, of course, it's got young priests. You she think she's gonna
1: puke green, but she pukes blue or some weird color.
3: Take subvert your expectations.
0: Um,
2: uh, well, I, uh, question for you, Ryan, because you're a big movie nerd. I am. Um, what was that exorcist movie where they basically refilmed it? Is it like the fourth one or something like that? I don't know. I've not the, oh, you heard to the that. story. We, I want to look into this just because the the, the one that they did, okay. the, like one of the more recent ones. There's a trailer out there somewhere of like the original one that they shot, where the studio went, "That's not what we want," and then they just shot another movie. So there's like two Exorcist movies out there. William Friedkin
1: filmed The Exorcist twice in a row. Something like that. Yeah, was it Friedkin? I don't know. I don't know who that is. He's the director of the first Exorcist.
2: Oh no, that's the no. He's the guy who was like, I. I don't agree with this movie anymore. I got my money. I love Jesus now.
1: <laughs> no, he, he, he he's still making like doc. His last movie was a documentary on like a real exorcist. Oh, snap. so he's like deep into this stuff. No,
2: anyway. I, I, okay. That's sorry. At least that will be for another time. I didn't know if anyone else knew about exorcist lore.
0: No, but I, I would recommend watching some of the old, I used to have a exorcist. I think like what anniversary would it have been 25 or 30th oh, anniversary. The DVD. It was a VHS, but oh. it had uh, like a documentary on it as well. Hmm. And it was great. Like, all the BTS stuff about the production, because, I mean, there was lots of weird stuff happening during the production. Mm. That's all super interesting.
2: The movie got way too hyped for me. And I was like, it's so scary. It's <laughs> going to blow your mind. And I was like, watching it. Yeah.
1: There's this, uh, he, he tells this story where he's like, he was making a... Uh, uh, sorcerer over in like Africa or something and all these, everyone in the whole town, wh- he said, what are those, that, what's that caravan of people doing over there? Mm. And, like the whole town is leaving and they go some local person was like, they heard that the director of the Exorcist was in town oh. and uh, yeah. they wanted to leave because everybody had such bad stigma, you know? Crazy. Yeah.
0: Bad juju. Yeah, I wish I could clear out a whole town. Yeah, something right? Ring, right? Done. Uh, uh, Ring
3: was
2: scarier. <laughs> 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 you know, uh, people always <laughs> make the comparison.
0: <laughs> some other great ones, and feel free to chime in with what you think makes them great. Mm. Friday Night Lights Mm-hmm. Are you a big football guy? I am. So is yeah. that kind of like your gospel of, of fiction and? Um,
1: it has cool football scenes for sure. Like the movie, I really love the movie. Like uh, the the Peter Berg, Peter uh, Berg, Billy
2: Bob Thornton, explosions in the sky, uh, what, what is, music what is, video. What is the appeal of the show? Because I haven't seen it yet, and everyone says you it's, should. It's,
1: it's, it's very much like a high school soap opera kind of show that just oh, happens man. to be around. Football, but you know, it's. uh, Football means everything to this town. Yes. How does it like
0: elevate or expand the world of movie?
1: Well, you uh, you know the, a football team is a perfect kind of microcosm to you know you're, you get you got all these personalities working together on a team, but then mm-hmm. they have their outside life and it's interfering
3: on the team. So you know, and so it, then you. But it's not the same characters, right?
1: No, it has pretty much.
3: It, it it's takes, a different town. No, it's same a, town. Okay, the, the same uh, Odessa,
1: team. Texas, where it's just like you said, football, all football. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're born and bred in football. Yeah. And then a. Uh, 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 But so, yeah, that's the premise, the same premise of just this town that goes Mm -hmm. crazy for football.
2: Except the
3: quarterback gets paralyzed. Yeah, in the first episode. Oh, first
1: episode. Okay,
2: good to know. Is there any point where he turns to his dad and goes, "I don't want your eyes? Because <laughs> otherwise, I'm not watching. And I need a whipped cream bikini, mm-hmm. and an overweight uh, lineman with the number 69 jersey because that's funny. Yes.
0: Um, um, Westworld's a very like obvious and relevant one. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, right. we're we're Adoption. also
2: we're in this weird age, right, where there were movies that came out in the 70s, and we're like, people were like, I don't remember that, like yeah. Logan's Run and stuff like that. Where you go. Yeah, let's just make him do a show now. Yeah,
0: I think that's part of it. Is like, oh, these these are great concepts, but the movies are like antiquated or outdated now. So let's yeah. revisit those, Cause, cause those West, concepts. Westworld was more
2: or less recreated with Jurassic yeah. Park. Same author, I know, as Michael Crichton. But mm-hmm. I believe Westworld was directed by Michael Crichton. By Michael Crichton, and I'm almost positive featured some of the very first special effects in a movie. It was a 3D hand.
3: Wow. wow. Well, but Crazy. the interesting thing about Westworld, we'll see when season three comes out. I watched season one and season two. And season two, I was like, "Has eh, have we exhausted this concept? Yeah. Like, maybe we got as far as we could. And so maybe certain shows work as a limited series television show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see where they go in this next episode. I think they kind of went – because
1: I, I, I was super on board with the first season. But similar to you, like, like for one, that was just too many episodes, too long, kind of too redundant, I thought. Mm-hmm. like, And I think that, yeah, uh, what's his face? jonathan nolan is just he goes to, he gets too dense sometime for mm-hmm. his own good it's like mm-hmm. just keep it simpler yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: hannibal's another one which i haven't seen but adam you you uh, praise it great show yeah totally loves it i was so actually really there.
2: blown away that it was on network television i think it was on nbc it is a violent violent show with some naked bodies and people getting their guts ripped out while they're still alive like crazy like and just left to like kind of figure it out and Will they get sewn back together who knows so
1: Silence of the Lambs comes out and it fucking rules and the he sweeps the Oscars and stuff and mm-hmm. wh- how, do, how does this you know in terms of the adaptation-ness so of it so it's a
2: um, I believe it was Brian Fuller who did it correct me if I'm yeah, wrong on that one yeah it is one. Brian Fuller who so you've got
0: great talent behind it yeah, yeah. I, I
2: think he, that's Adam's Family Guy Pushing right?
0: Daisies Dead Like Me American Gods What? Adam
2: oh no I'm sorry I, I'm, I get him mixed up with uh, the other one sorry but either way sorry yes uh, he's the guy from Pushing Daisies which is another one of my favorite shows um, but yeah, he did an adaptation of it's basically, it's the Hannibal story. Mm-hmm. So it starts off, man. Where does it start off? It starts off pre Silence of the Lambs, all that stuff. Okay. It's not even Starling. It's this other character it who starts like, nine hundred times, basically something like that. <laughs> <Continue>. <laughs> but it's Mads Mickelson playing this like very iconic role, and he does a great job. Okay. Uh, and then I don't know, like it, it's it's a show that it it is almost like a limited series at least because then it. I believe the last season which i actually didn't get to finish because it wasn't available in a streaming platform i had to buy them episode by episode and then something happened with my credit card i need to finish it either way <laughs> it ends up becoming just basically the third season is red dragon but okay. it was becoming way too similar to the movie i was like some of the shots are just like almost identical like the Philip team. Seymour Hoffman
3: riding down in a wheelchair on fire. How'd they get him back?
2: <laughs> so after he died of a heroin overdose.
3: Yeah, because the first movie, <laughs> The
1: Silence of the Lambs, is kind of like a police procedural, pretty much, like in terms of the structure of it, and then this is more of like and you're Hannibal, hanging out with a cannibal. It's like Dexter well, or something. Well, this or, is
2: also Hannibal Lecter before he's caught. Yeah. So he is a, he's a psychologist that this agent has to go see because he has weird hallucinations and deals with weird things, but he's basically seeing the guy who he's trying to catch, mm. and... Yeah. It's just, it's really well shot. Like, they do these beautiful montage moments where Hannibal's making dinner, but it's people's flesh.
0: (laughs) That that to me feels Mm -hmm. like a case of a lot of talent behind the camera. Uh, And in front, all (laughs) over the place. Uh, We'd be remiss not to mention a couple other shows like Clueless, Buffy. I didn't know
1: Clueless had a show. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Connor Chronicles,
0: What We Do in the Shadows is like a fun new one. Mm -hmm. Uh, What Hot
1: American Summer is probably my number one on this list. They did a great job. Oh yeah, I thought that was like...
3: Dark Crystal? Probably,
1: honestly. Like when I saw What Hot American Summer TV show, I was like, this is everything I want in TV.
3: Do you like uh, both seasons?
1: Um, yeah, I did. I, I liked the first one more. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> the first one's probably, yeah, it was significantly more. But I was, I mean, it's also kind of like, where do you go from this? It, kind of like we were saying before, it's like a little of that goes a long way. Yeah, yeah. And I think that in the second one, they were kind of stretching, you know, and it was probably good that it ended. But hmm. that first season, man. Like, oh, man. Like every st- arc that happened was hilarious. When it, I saw it, 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 at
3: the time of seeing it, Wet Hot American Summer, Summer was like the funniest movie I'd ever seen mm-hmm. in my entire life. And then when the show came out, I was like, well, I'll just enjoy it for existing. And it had some of the moments that, it had some moments that made me laugh harder oh, yeah. than the movie did. Definitely. And I was like, that's incredible. Like when they go to visit Michael Sarah, and he goes like, hold on, my calls. And it's just, and <laughs> <if> there's <laughs> no just the button, table. it's just a desk. <laughs> it's just, hold on my calls, let's go. Like, and I was like, wow, this is yeah.
0: incredible. I mean- the cast is also lovable. Yeah. Like you, you love all these people. You grew up with all these actors. <laughs> well, it's
2: the David Wayne. And talking period. about David just Wayne, how yeah. they
1: like uh, how you build on a, the movie and stuff. The whole concept of them playing, uh, making it a prequel to the movie, and they're all 20 years older. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that never got old to me the yeah. whole time. Yeah. It, like it still makes me laugh just watching this trailer. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, after the break, we're gonna talk about uh, something that's that's one of I I love. It's not as much a trend anymore, but it was big in the 90s, and I really loved it, which was animated adaptations of live action movies. Yeah, that is usually Usually rated rated I want to see the Hannibal
1: uh, cartoon.
0: But uh, before we get to that, here's a word from our sponsor, Quip. Quip, makers of the Quip electric toothbrush, want you to know the one single discovery that matters most for your dental care. It's simply this creating good habits. That means brushing for two minutes, twice a day, and flossing regularly, no matter what brand you use. Quip makes that simple, starting with an electric toothbrush, refillable floss, and anti-cavity toothpaste. Quip's electric brush has sensitive sonic vibrations with a built-in timer and 30-second pulses to guide a full and even clean. The Quip floss dispenser comes with a pre-marked string to help you use just enough. Plus, Quip delivers fresh brush heads, floss, and toothpaste refills to your door every three months, with free shipping, so your routine is always right. Join over over 3 million healthy mouths and get quip today starting at $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash film right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash film. Spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash F-I-L-M. Quip, the good habits company. Thank you, Quip, for your sponsorship. We are back and we're talking about, this is like a weird 90s trend, I feel like. A little bit of like 80s too, but yeah, if you got it, if you made a live-action sh- movie that was successful, maybe a little bit risque for kids, mm. you certainly got an animated kids series. If
2: Jim Carrey's name was anywhere near it. Yeah, you got a cartoon. <laughs> like Adam, you pointed
0: out that all. Th- the three big Carrie movies that sort of set him yeah, on the course I, I think, of his career. I think
2: at one point, Ace Ventura, The Mask, and Dumb and Dumber all had three separate cartoons on three different networks, and they drew Jim Carrey three different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, So he'd be like, CBS, Ace Ventura, NBC. No one
3: shared assets. <laughs> here's, here's the thing. By the time they were doing this with Jim Carrey movies, I, it only worked for me as a kid if I hadn't seen the movie. If right. you If you're a fan of the movie, the cartoon almost never satisfies your desire to have Mm -hmm. the movie it's just almost like it's like when they make monopoly and they're like kids aren't going to be able to do this math Mm -hmm. they're too stupid Mm -hmm. let's make monopoly kids Mm -hmm. yeah and it's like we're at the we're we're at the amusement park and we only pay in pennies Mm -hmm. like and it's like all stupid and dumbed down for idiot children that's what these cartoons are you can't go backwards yeah, once you play Monopoly, yeah. you can't play Monopoly You can't kids. go back. But if you haven't seen Beetlejuice because it, maybe it looks scary or yeah. whatever, or because you've tried to watch it before and it's a nightmare, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> and then Beetlejuice, the show comes on, and it's just about this fun-loving ghost who yeah. g- you know, goes out with this girl Lydia and mm-hmm. they party and stuff. You're like, oh, this is it's, super fun. But then if,
2: it's funny because if you're a kid and you watch the cartoon and then you watch the movie, you're like, who? You're like that? Not Beetlejuice. Like, <laughs> why? Who's this Gina Davis and Alec Baldwin character yeah. that are ninety nine oh, yeah. percent of the movie? Yeah. And then also, why is he sexually abusing this little girl? Yeah, and so uh,
0: they
3: did get married. Is what the cartoon <laughs> says.
0: Yeah. Well, you always point to James the fact that there would be these R rated and mature movies made in the nineties, but then they would make toys marketing them to kids and this feels like the same thing
3: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah they're trying to get two demos but they're using different properties now we just make one thing so broad Mm -hmm. that parents will want to see detective pikachu and it's also made for the kids Mm -hmm. as well we used to we used to make multiple properties (laughs) all within the same brand this yeah this there was Bill
0: the and Ted p- got one.
3: Police Academy had Police a cartoon. Academy, yeah. RoboCop. Whoa. RoboCop had a cartoon and a toy line. Camp Candy. I, I, I think well, not based on anything, <laughs> but, but, but based yeah. on John Candy's life. Uh, I mean, but that's, they were that's like, kind
1: of a Bobby's
2: World sort of thing okay. too. Which is that's <laughs> another one where like, Howie Mandel is known for putting mm-hmm. a condom over his head and blowing it up. Give him a cartoon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, Who will cool, do the voice of young Bobby? And he's like ah, he's a yeah. surgical
3: glove. <laughs> don't be. Don't be. Don't insult his year. <laughs> uh, he almost life,
2: died. Remember Life with Louie? That's a whole other thing too. Oh,
3: I loved Life. Well, no, but it's, just it's like, the same thing they're like who's here's this comedian that no child has ever heard of mm-hmm, before yeah. but he's clearly a funny person mm-hmm. so let's give this comedian his his own show but oh. it can't be him because no kid's going to want to look at that he
0: has live action interstitials in it right. too that's to
3: warm you to his <laughs> that's to warm yeah. you to him well, i was always like
2: who's this louie. overweight man and he goes he goes now oh, here's God. a story about
3: my dad yeah, he's like <laughs> louie pull your pants up but don't yeah Anyway, (laughs) Um, that's not. (laughs) It's a horrific show. I I love this show. This was this was was as close to King of the Hill as I could get.
0: I loved it because I yeah I felt like as a kid it wasn't talking down to me Hmm. because it was a little bit like uh, abrasive. Mm -hmm. I just kept
2: waiting like uh, the wonder years for the dad to have a heart attack in one of the episodes and be like and that's how my dad died oh yeah (laughs) but that was the last episode yeah can you find the uh, while you're bringing up James Bond stuff can you can you find the RoboCop uh, toy where he had a gun? He had a bed. gun that They you, all were guns.
3: Yeah. All of the RoboCop toys were guns. Well, yeah, That's basically, one? you know those
2: those pop guns that you if would you buy? you ever wonder why we have issues with this <laughs> in America,
3: look no further than the RoboCop toys yeah. <laughs> where every toy is a gun. <laughs> <laughs> when it's two guns... Yeah. I
2: remember I, I, was, visiting, I was visiting some family in Alaska... And they had toy guns like that, but they look like real, like like desert eagles. Uh And they were like, bang, bang, they're as loud as a gun.
3: (laughs) The best thing, too, is when they have to figure out the rest of it. So, did you see it was like, (laughs) it's like Birdman Jackson and (laughs) and Ace? It's like, no one's in this movie. There's a woman. They never even made the woman into the toy.
2: To be fair, I was raised watching Robocop. It was one of the first movies I saw when I was like three or four. What the fuck? And I loved it because my parents were like, yeah, he's fine. He'll figure it out. (laughs) Show him that in Princess Bride. Mm -hmm. But, no child should be watching <laughs> RoboCop yeah. when it's a dude sniffing cocaine off a woman's <laughs> breast. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. It's like, But that's uh, the same thing. They were like, well we made we invested money in this brand. We gotta get kids to like it, <laughs> mm-hmm. but we can't they can't buy tickets to the movie, so let's make something else. Right. I honestly, as stupid as it sounds, I think as an adult, I prefer this. Because then you get a Robocop that's RoboCop yeah. and you get a cartoon and toys that are toys, mm-hmm. as opposed to a watered down version of Robocop. That is the mo- That is the only product you get. I think a lot of what we are s- appealing to such a broad demo. They want to see if they can capture audiences between eight years old and thirty-five, mm-hmm. and if they can catch that whole thing, then great. But they make one thing. We used to split it into at least two. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: I think they. I think uh, uh, just like TV and how. There only used to be a couple channels. Has something to do with that too, because mm-hmm. you know, kids and adults used to watch the same stuff. And yeah. then you see the trailer for RoboCop, and the kids like, oh, cool. And then they're like, oh, it's on. And you have a Happy Meal toy for it now, or you know, there's a toy for it. So it's like you're you're watching the same stuff enough. Now you would never see this those same shit that you know the kids yeah, are yeah. watching because we have so many different places to watch. Yeah.
2: yeah, Elise, you brought up the Men in Black cartoon. I did. Did anyone watch this? This I feels did.
0: like one of oh, no. the last. Because it actually looked cool. It was good. It was uh, really well animated. Cool. Yeah.
2: Like, I kind of wish the newer movies maybe watched the cartoon and like, hey, look at this f- You know, funny, dark humor mm-hmm. sort of thing. It has like an Aeon Flux kind of look to it. Yeah, yeah. But that seems to – at least it seems to be capturing sort of a, what the magic was of the first movie, yeah. which was produced by – who was the guy? Adam Sandler guy. Bru- uh, oh. uh, uh, Not Brian Ferry Barry Very Barry Yeah. Which – he had, brothers. He has a lot of whimsy. Him mm-hmm. and Brian Fuller like they're masters of whimsy in mm-hmm. a weird way and like the first uh Men in Black was what Tim Burton and yeah, as I like, had like he was one of the producers on it. It just had such a... Yeah, Sonnenfeld like, just has a whimsical vibe, and the rest of the movies just feel so stale. There,
3: there the show seems to get that. There is one cartoon on that list that you had, at least, that I would say is better than the is property on which it is based, which or is... Or cool.
0: James Jr.? No, no,
3: no. Huh. Clerks, the animated series. Oh, Big American Party! Clerks, the movie, is like, oh, wow, that's impressive that some guy made a movie... For five grand ...for or five... People. maxing out his credit cards on the weekend, and he clearly has a sense. Yeah. He has a style and a sense... I don't know how funny it actually is. No, I agree. And and I don't know how good the acting actually is or the filmmaking, but wow, very impressive. He's gone on to obviously make a name for himself, Kevin Smith. But this cartoon, based on that movie, is great. It's wacky and absurd. It has Alec Baldwin. It has so much weird stuff. Like, honestly, it's kind of like Rick and Morty type. Mm. Decades before Rick and Morty where there's a lot of weird they they play with things the second my favorite thing is the second episode They the main characters get trapped. Have you seen this show? Oh, Oh my gosh. The second episode they get trapped in a freezer Okay and then and then they it, they do a flashback episode. Yeah. So they basically treat it like any other show would treat a flashback. Oh, we're trapped in this freezer. Hey, remember that time? And they show a clip from the first episode. And then ultimately, ultimately, at one point, they're like, "You guys remember that other time?" And they flap and they show just show the beginning of this, oh, this episode yeah. right, right. where they get trapped in the freezer. Like it's it's really really great and really absurd. I think there's only like six so episodes. What do you like that. think?
0: Like the difference? Like do you think that it's just a medium that enables absurdity more. The Maybe. fact that with animation, cool. you can just be like, there's a spaceship now. Yeah, but you know, I think they also put
2: it on like ABC at a time when it was either Disney was buying it or it was just a primetime show that wasn't hitting a la Capital Critters. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. So they're just, you know, they just took it off the air as quickly as they could. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, there's a similar but different show like Clone High, which has a similar look and vibe and everything else. But it was on MTV V two where mm-hmm. the barrier to entry, yeah, it was on ABC in the 90s, or sorry, late 2000s. But um, yeah, if you haven't seen the clip, the um, the one where the uh, the basketball team—I forget which one it is—but they're like they're giving the verdict and then it stops right there and goes unfortunately the rest of this episode was lost like so the rest of it was finished by the korean animation studio <laughs> yeah. and it's there's like one it goes off the rails where like all of a sudden it becomes like a japanese anime but then they they go to the korean animators where they're working yeah. and they're like, they're like there's like a, it's like a guy cracking a yeah. whip yeah. 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 they're like everybody working. It's like we are slaves and they are like tom cruise come save us and like it's like what the fuck is going <laughs> yeah, on yeah. and then the show ends like that was amazing <laughs> yeah. i would love more and it also has one of my favorite bits that i've ever seen in a cartoon where a bunch of people. A transformer shows up, turns into a car. Everyone gets in. They drive off, and when he goes back in transformer mode, all this blood comes out. <laughs> <of them>. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Sarah's driving. How can this it, be? Yeah.
2: But like like those Rick and Morty level things where it's like if you blink, you miss the joke. Yeah. And there's just like some really good animation and like smart stuff in there. But
3: also yeah. um, the uh, th- it doesn't happen very often. But this show beat Arrested Development to a joke. It's true. Where they have a court case and judge. Judge Reinhold is the judge. They now presign oh. the honorable judge Reinhold mm-hmm. which then is reused in arrested development one of the smartest shows ever <laughs> smartest comedies ever written mm-hmm. and it's like wow they beat him to yeah. that. Also the best part about it is judge Reinhold sitting up there and he's not he's he's pretty bored and then uh, and then the door bursts open and it's it's an animated oh. <laughs> axel foley <laughs> He's like, hey Judge, let's get out of here. And he's like, he's like, Axel? And then he goes, <laughs> he leaves the courtroom, runs out, and then it's just them hiding in alleyways putting bananas at people's <laughs> like, exhaust <laughs> pipes. <laughs> <Exhaust laughs> they this. just do it to like four or five different cars in a row. And then it fades out to reveal him. <laughs> Daydream. To reveal him sleeping in his bed with his wife going, Axel, <laughs> Axel. And his wife wakes him up and goes, Judge, what's the matter? He's like, Nah, th- was it the dream again? And he goes, Yeah, it was. Like, it's like, <laughs>
0: well, I think you uh, did you watch this when it aired? The, oh, no. The, no no like, I mean, I'm reading the Wikipedia. It says that this found a second life in DVD. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I got it, it. was like
2: this and uh, Family Guy, except those went two different ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think
0: you're fair in saying this was ahead of its time.
3: Yeah. Definitely um, felt that way. Nah.
0: I wanted to, to move on. If you guys are done talking about... Never. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Um, there's a segment that I, I wanted to do for a re- really long time on Dude Soup, but since for the last couple of weeks and the next few weeks to come, we were handling producing hosting duties for Filmhouse, I was like, oh, this might fit better on Filmhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a little just segment called This Weekend in Box Office History, mm-hmm. where we sort of run down what's, what was happening at the box office at any given time mm-hmm. okay. and kind of see what we think has had lasting... Because there are movies that, you know, they're, they're charting up there and it's like, I have no idea what that movie even is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we kind of like run them down, see if that was a good a good weekend, and sure. mm-hmm. and just see where it goes, you know. And,
1: right. and, and f- from how long ago? What's like the, the
0: the the weekend I chose to look at was uh, from this corresponding to the weekend we're in now, which is like the February first <clears throat> through second-ish weekend. Mm-hmm. So it's it's February second through fourth, nineteen ninety. Oh, I remember
1: that weekend fun. What were you great, doing? It was a great weekend. Going to the movies. Yeah, I was. Learning how to not pee my pants. Hmm. How do you learn that? Anyway, but
0: peeing your pants is cool. So what <laughs> was consider me Miles Davis?
1: What were the uh, the top? What was the top movie of that
2: week? Top weekend?
0: movie, of course. Would it be Top Movie in 2020? I don't know. But Driving Miss Daisy. <laughs>
1: that be uh, had a lot of hit pieces. Uh, yeah. uh, written about it today. Well, I feel like
3: the uh, the already the most interesting standout about this list. I know what you're gonna say. Is that the? It's not. It's its second week. It would appear to be its second week. It's still number one. And well,
0: it's eight it, weeks.
3: Oh, oh, yeah. No. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Eight weeks. Oscar And buzz. Look at the percentage. It went up. It went up. Mm-hmm. That's hard to do. Well, I mean, well, if that's you think what about it used it, to be back then. It, is like
0: it probably could, got nominated for an Oscar, right? Uh-huh. It did. We, we know. So oh, you know what? So it, it's the going Oscars back. Coming yes.
1: up, hmm. like in a couple weeks, back in nineteen ninety. So yeah. everyone's going back to watch *Driving this Miss also, Daisy*. The
0: the like.
2: Uh, Exp- exponential blockbuster is still kind of a relatively new thing. Mm-hmm. The fact that a Star Wars movie come out and make a billion dollars, and Disney goes, sorry we missed the mark.
3: Yeah, well, yeah. it only matters what you made in the first three days of this movie's release, even though it took eight years to make. Yeah,
2: and
1: China.
3: yeah Luke who's talking is in its 17th week right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that
2: was the other thing, too. <laughs> movies were in theaters for 17 yeah. weeks, yeah. Yeah. not uh, a weekend, and then it's on DVD and Netflix.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, so,
3: Stella... <laughs> is that the David Wayne show?
0: <laughs> I, was, I was, I don't know what that is. That's why Stella. I was like, I was looking at this and I believe that is was a sequel like,
3: to A Streetcar Named Desire. <coughs> is
0: it? Yes. You're, you're right. It's not. Uh, all
3: right. So uh, is it not? It's no. not. I was just kidding.
0: Oh, okay. I thought you were maybe serious. No. Stella is a feisty woman working in a bar when she meets and falls for the suave charms of the young Dr. Steve Dallas. Love it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, also, fair, blah, think blah, about
2: blah. it. It's February 1990. It's a new decade. You're like, babe, what are we going to do? We're not. There's nothing on TV. It's going to be this Ferris Bueller show. Mm. Uh, We're going to die of AIDS probably, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and we all have Coke bloat. So what do you want to do? See Stella? Whatever. No one cares. Let's just drink a caffeine-free diet Coke.
3: People care anymore now. Look, let's just get a Zima. (laughs) All
2: right. You and me, we head on down, get some Pop Rocks, and we'll watch a movie. Anyway. Born huh. um, on the 4th of Ooh, July. Born wow. on oh, the 4th of July, I, Adam. I've never heard of baby. Adam, look at that. Oh, Ryan doesn't know that.
3: Oh, yeah. Do you not know that? Uh, Rob Kovic? What? This is his uncle. The movie's about my uncle. Really? Yeah. Yes. No way. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's insane. Small Adam world. technically knows Tom Cruise.
2: Wow. Haven't met him yet. Uh, <laughs> I feel like if I were to run into him, he would say no.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, wow, yeah, that would probably be extremely that's, nice. That's all I've that's ever heard. That's interesting. Yeah. All right. Tango and Cash. Great.
0: But it dipped a lot. Mm. Dipped well, a lot. What, how
3: many weeks? Seven, Seven weeks? Week.
0: Flashback. I don't know. It, Flashback's coming in at number five. I don't know what that movie is. Sequel to
3: Flash Dance.
2: Mm.
0: Are you making that up again? Um, well, it's a
2: prequel, but it's yes. It's actually Streetcar <laughs> <laughs> Name Desire. Yeah.
0: Flashback. Dennis Hopper, Kiefer Sutherland, Carol Kane. Yeah, you never could just make whatever movie. you wanted back then. Mm-hmm. didn't matter. it
3: Abby Hoffman movie? Is you, you what talking to the microphone. Abby Hoffman movie? Like, <laughs> <Is that> what
0: <laughs> what, what's just astounding to me is like, there are so many movies that get made, and then you never. like person pours in their heart and soul to this yeah. it makes a lot of money and then you never hear from it yeah like that
1: mm-hmm. little movie right there little mermaid never what happened? <laughs> what happened is in its third week right now that's awesome i feel but like tremors was
2: good, possibly though. one of those movies that found more life on vhs i think
1: so i think you're right it,
2: and then uh it was it became like a blockbuster darling blockbuster yeah. video darling uh where you go oh there's a new tremors they have legs now, but that won't be in theaters.
3: There's the massive hit down there, Back to the Future Part 2, with $111 million, which would be a failure for anything else.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and today, oh, well, that's got to be like $200 million in today's something money, like. something, maybe? Uh, just
3: for
2: inflation, it's
3: $4.6
2: billion.
1: <laughs> uh,
2: Cinema
3: weeks. Paradiso down there. I
1: love that movie. Okay.
2: Wow. Yeah, yeah, things on there like Glory, Always. War of the Roses. Roger and Me is getting fucking sloshed. <laughs> yeah, it's a documentary, though. Well, there are classics like, yeah. on this list. I mean, yeah. he's like, you yeah, bad. <laughs>
0: it's interesting. I think, you know, taking a look and reflecting backwards can help us look forward. How so? Interesting. I don't know. Explain yourself. Glory <laughs> made 11. Wait, does that say 11? Glory made uh, total gross, 11 million. That's. That's mm-hmm. not good. Eleven point six. I didn't, did it not do well?
1: I don't think Glory was a hit. All right. It, it got uh, what's his name? Samuel Jackson an Oscar. Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman an Oscar. Oh my god. Mm. You know who's in okay. that movie? Shut <laughs> up. A little, a little guy up. named Ferris Bueller's Day Off. You're right. <laughs> yes.
3: There he is. Matthew Broderick is.
0: Has... in it. Carrie Ellis is in it. Denzel Washington. I've never
3: seen this. Have you never seen Glory? No. Oh, it's oh, awesome. Oh man, it's great. At well, least got four hours it's like free the feel tonight. Bad, feel bad movie. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> They're like, oh, the Great War, where everyone died, no mm-hmm. matter what.
1: I, I like how there's a new movie that just came out, and it's number 10, heart, and it's called Heart Condition. <laughs> Who would name their movie that?
3: Well, it's probably My a movie's pun. movie's called Cancer. <laughs> no, it's probably a pun. It's David Hart falls in love on the street or whatever. Right.
0: Bob Hoskins, Denzel Washington. Bob yes, Hoskins that? stars as Jack Mooney, a police officer. The two rivals compete in the same workforce area to, in their community to help bring down the drug rate. Hmm.
1: Received a zero percent on rotten. Yeah, Mace. actually, Uh-oh. if you if you go back Uh-oh. one page, it didn't exist. Can you go oh, back okay, just
2: one? Makes sense. Where on the side there, Google do says racist police officer oh, yeah. Jack oh, Mooney. Whoa. Now we got a movie. <laughs> well, sorry, Bob. Maybe they'll cast you in a hook or something. Denzel Washington's in
1: that one, too. He's, yeah. he's competing against himself
2: in he glory. He
0: failing mm-hmm. at the box office. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's
1: like, it's not working,
2: Spike. Can you <laughs> help me? He goes, I have an idea.
0: Well, thank you guys for getting to the bottom of this TV show movie debacle. What? And mm-hmm. uh, for you know, taking a little stroll down movie memory lane with mm-hmm. me. And also thank you to our sponsor, Quip. We
3: didn't even mention M.A.S.H.
0: We didn't mention. No, that. I, thought Mash- right, I thought probably the
3: best well, one that's maybe ever made, the biggest, I, the biggest one.
2: Yeah, the, that yeah. goes without saying. I thought it was the other way around. I thought it was show then movie. No,
0: no, no it was a the movie, then, movie then, then show. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, Altman baby. I
2: like Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs>